So I'm a little bit uncomfortable bringing this up, but in just in the sense of just talking, Clint, amongst friends. Don't worry about it. Everybody has gas. I was going to say yesterday I got <laughs> gas, <laughs> and uh, so much because my truck has a 36 gallon tank you knew what you were doing when you bought it oh i did in fact it's one of the features i was looking for when i bought it <laughs> but it still I, hurts it does yes. it does it, it gas pain y'all well i feel like i'm a little immune to it it doesn't affect me that much because i have a nine gallon tank okay yeah and it lasts hard. me over a week it's hard to get gassy that way it does hey, it's, I, remember, it totally is. I remember you i remember being a kid and you telling me a story of going to a gas station one time and it was just on the on the gas station. It just said, eat and get gas. And you thought it was the funniest thing in the whole wide world. <laughs> it actually was a billboard just north of Amarillo as you head out of Texas. Yeah. There was a big billboard that said, eat and get gas. Was this your, your adventure when you were just a young thing heading off to Colorado? Oh, who knows? I don't remember. I just remember we've laughed about that for years. Yeah. And a lot of people my age will remember it. It's kind of a common joke. Oh. And it did exist. All right. Well, on a billboard. So, so what are we talking about today? Welcome Farting? to the RV Small Talk podcast, where we talk about that <laughs> and lightweight trailers, truck campers, and people places and adventures that go right along with them. We are your hosts from Princess Craft RV. I'm Clint. I'm PJ. And I'm Gassy. Delightful. <laughs> Delightful. Nobody's ever going to know my name. It's awesome. I was thinking about you're, that the other you day. Know, you're right about that, Lindsay. I don't think anyone will um, figure it out. Well, Lindsay, we're just going to have to bring <laughs> it up say a lot. your name a lot. All right. There you go. Because oh, Gassy man. just, nah, it's not going to work. Hey, everyone, you can check out show notes for episodes of the RV Small Talk podcast at rvsmalltalk.com. And just look us up on social media or YouTube. Just look up the RV Small Talk podcast. We'll be there for you. And we can always have people look up these show notes, but do they really even know what the show notes will be about? If they listen to the podcast, they do because the show notes are about the podcast. Podcasts are about pretty much the same topic. It's kind of cyclical. Uh, I guess it just seems like our intro was a little nebulous. Okay. So, yeah. Let's we're, talk about gas. We're talking about the problem of gas for the RVer and the traveler in general today. Pricing, the worries, and how much really is in your control. Um, nothing. Yeah, there are some <laughs> things in your control. Uh, so yeah, I will say that at the moment, gas prices are, are a little bit stabilized, but it wasn't but a couple weeks ago that they were climbing up there for our area, uh, which is one of the cheaper areas across the U.S. That's right. It is. We are cheaper. Mm -hmm. I think average across the country is what? Three sixty nine, three seventy five. I printed that out. So you let me look did? at my paper. Yeah. Current Whoa. average for today for a for regular gasoline. That's right? that 87, 89 stuff. stuff. Yeah. Um, current average price across the U.S. is three dollars and twenty seven cents. Ooh, cheaper than I thought. Yeah, even all the way up to premium, four dollars and a penny. But diesel, diesel has been kind of just staying high for a lot of people. I've heard a lot of complaints. It's average today is $4.62, basically. Well, I got these from gasprices.aaa.com. And last year, mm -hmm. it was, the diesel average was $3.60. Yeah. So it was a dollar cheaper last uh -huh. year. But... I mean, even if they have kind of stabilized, I think we can 
all agree that gas prices are kind of like I don't know. I just feel like it's like the housing market, like up goes up and down. down. Like, but if you have a diesel pusher, you can't ever. That's important stuff. Sure. I mean, a dollar a gallon—that's a lot. Diesel pusher, or even if you're if you're on one of the bigger fifth wheels and you're pulling with a diesel truck, I mean, it's what's the difference? Diesel diesel pusher, diesel puller doesn't matter. It's diesel and it's (laughs) it's pushing, it's pulling, it's using a lot of diesel. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And you know, there's a lot of benefit to diesel, but it's hard for me to say. I'm going to compare the two right now. I mean, I yeah. don't haul as often. I, you know, I'm fairly yeah. local. Yeah. But uh, there was a time when I was shopping for my truck. I was like, I don't know, maybe a diesel. I mean, you get, you get the smell, you get the clackety clack. <laughs> I do really it, like the clackety clack. I mean, it's got right. memories associated. <laughs> I true. remember yeah. my grandparents and all. Sometimes I borrow my parents' diesel truck just so I can drive it and hear because it's a, it's an old Ram, old Dodge, uh, three quarter ton or one ton with the Cummins turbo diesel. Well, that was all you could get forty years ago. Yeah, and it's um, that sound. That's that right. Feel? Dodge was the only one that made the diesel trucks. Right. Uh, they made them for years and they had that. They were so noisy. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, do you remember my previous business? We we always drove Dodge diesels and we would yeah. buy them used. Yeah. I mean, it's a truck. I'd wake up the neighborhood at yeah. five in the morning yeah, going totally. to work. It's a truck that yeah. really does sound and vibrate like a tractor. Oh, man. I mean, they in were so loud. many ways. Yeah. So loud. Well, you know, diesel has the the not only the reputation but it does work harder last longer mm-hmm. um it's stronger engine all of these great right. things associated with it but it used to be kind of the cheaper gas right and now I think that that's it's what's the getting expensive people. gas it used to be the cheaper yes. maybe because of the, the way agriculture came about from agriculture and all that but it is definitely not that right now well okay i'm not an engineer and so somebody I wish could explain this to me. Mm-hmm. So if y'all are out there, please comment somewhere so I can learn. I, uh, my father, who was a petroleum engineer, would be so disappointed. But he used to say that diesel is kind of like the trash fuel. It was like the yeah. leftovers yeah. of refining gas. Now, I don't understand that. But I if mean, that's, that's, the that's case, kind of a harsh way to put why it. Why does it cost more? general terms, you're not wrong. It's, it's you know, it's not as refined it's not as polished okay so is it a matter of uh supply and demand that now you have all of the big rigs and the working trucks that have to have it are diesel maybe and so that brings the cost up is yeah. that it and i, wonder if I, I guess some, i just don't understand and i that also wonder if there's some uh some governmental policies that have actually affected this as well maybe some old uh some old laws have timed out that helped out the farmers and the trucking industries and, and even the trains and all that were running diesel i wonder if there's some things that timed out or if there's new restrictions that have come into play regarding diesel. I don't know. I haven't kept up with it, but I wonder if there's some politics involved with gas prices or diesel prices. Well, you know, it's interesting. I wonder if people listen to this podcast so they can hear us wonder about all the things we don't know about the topic I invite that you we're all talking to about. wonder with me. <laughs> we have no idea about this, right? <laughs> we're all just saying, wow, this is so weird. 
Yeah. But uh, nevertheless, what we do know is that gas prices affect people buying RVs, yes. people using RVs, yes. uh, where they go, what they do, and kind of their overall feeling sure. of traveling and camping. It's amazing because, you know, we talk about, well, just tr- go to the more local places. But honestly, it stops some people cold in their plans. It, it's like... I. I dream of far places where diesel prices are high and I go nowhere. It, it It's interesting. Do you think it's like so many things people start to worry about how much it will cost and it's so expensive that they're not really considering the reality of what difference it's going to make yeah. to them? Because, I feel like that's part of the yeah. human condition in yeah, some ways. Yeah, maybe you so. Know? I mean, oh, not for everyone. There are some real, some people out there and they are, they're inspiring, really. Mm-hmm they don't let the worries hold them so tightly and yet from a i figure i'm somewhere in the range of normal most of us in the human condition we we let that slow us down right or stop us so let's say that you get an average gas mileage in a truck Mm -hmm. towing your trailer and 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 probably I mean, this is averaging a lot of things. Right. And you drive an eight hour day to your destination. Yes. So you might use what would you use if you're driving that far towing 100 gallons so if gas changes a dollar that could happen yeah yeah Yeah, so if gas changes a dollar i mean that's a hundred dollars a day absolutely of you driving and it certainly could be on top on top yeah so it certainly could be higher than that Mm -hmm. um so that's not nothing if a, a two-day vacation costs you, uh, you know, four or $500 sure. more to get there and get back. Sure. It's a so, two-day drive it's, to your it's vacation. The, it's the, the thing, you know, like that's literally what the scenario you just laid out is my trip to Arkansas last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, it takes a, a fair bit to decide to do that if you have your wife and your kids and towing trailer, a little bit of maintenance, food. Sure. Especially if inflation is up and so you feel like everything costs a little bit more. But gas is the worry. Now, gas, like we said, is coming down, but it's still, I think it's still front and foremost in the mind of RVers of, man, do we really want to take that trip? Just because you worry about. You, you you just worry about the extra expense. Right. Maybe you don't sit down and calculate the details. You just worry so you don't plan it. Right. I mean, don't you think? And you do, you get an RV or a trailer to travel differently. And so some people get it and their version of travel differently means spend less on hotels. And here you are. Yeah. I mean, there's no savings or at least your savings are significantly decreased if the fuel yeah. becomes a negative factor. Well, what I don't want is to be what I consider the old grandpa who just says, well, we ain't doing it. Fuel's too expensive. Oh, right. you know, and no, not sitting down either. No. and figuring it out and trying to see what you can do about it. Mm-hmm. So that's what we want to talk about today, I think, is what can you do that's going to make a difference? Right. Well, I asked Lindsay this and she Googled stuff. She did. No, I already knew all this stuff. I asked Lindsay this and she dropped some knowledge on me. You think I'm Googling stuff to put it in the podcast? I think that that is beneath you. (laughs) (laughs) All comes straight out of the stone piece right here. Lindsay, unload upon us. Oh, well, I mean, I I don't know. If you could give somebody (laughs) one piece of direction, if they said, yeah, I don't know, gas prices have gotten so expensive 
What would you say people need to start off doing that's going to make a difference? Here's my one piece. Okay. Google a solution. Oh, come on. But, but no, no, seriously, because there are programs out there that I don't know of personally, the names of them, what, who's doing it, but there's apps and there's 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 loyalty programs. There are ways yeah. to get discounts and some of them are significant discounts on the fuel that you're putting in your vehicle. So it's kind of crazy because I actually I mean, you see like the little things when you go to the gas station to sign up for right. rewards or whatever. Yeah, it could be Shell. Shell's and a big one. I mean, I feel like I'm with 99% of the population where you're like, nope, like, I don't know. Is this a credit card? Do I have to pay something? And it sounds like work. Yeah. And like just something. What information no, do they get? Yeah. But a lot of it isn't. So right. we stopped by a place last night to get gas and weird me and Richard were both getting gas at the same time. So we're like on both sides of the pump. He said, yeah, I think I got rewards. It was not. (laughs) It it was not. I I promise you. (laughs) Meet you at the gas pump. (laughs) Yeah. He didn't even like totally pump my gas, but he did help. So what a gentleman. I I, I know. (laughs) So, so at, at any rate, he said, I think I got rewards here. And I'm like, I don't have any rewards here. So he, put his phone number in $114 in rewards in gas so at the neat. Randalls. Oh yeah. Yeah. For buying groceries. Yeah. There. That's one of the loyalty programs. And I right? promise you, he only buys things that are on sale with coupons. Yo, it, not he if you shop that groceries at Randalls. You don't. Yeah. Well, he does. Yeah. <laughs> he buys all the stuff. Does that's, he do coupons at Randalls? Oh, Cause does. that's the only way to get savings yes. at Randalls. And uh, there is senior citizens discounts on Monday. And I, there's, I mean, all of those things. <laughs> he does all the things and still had $114 in gas mm-hmm. credit. Yeah. So, yeah, I was I was blown away. OK, well, there's there's <laughs> an Lindsay example. Is so bored. $114. That's not nothing. No, that's enough to make up for <laughs> one day of expensive gas. That's exactly that's like one gas tank fill for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> which, I, like, which I appreciate because my truck gets on one gas tank about 500 plus miles. Well, maybe you should try one of these rewards. <gasps> Tell me more. Memberships, Clint. Okay. Because Lindsay. I'm trying to figure out which one I'm going to sign up for. So you actually don't pay for, I mean, at least the ones that I looked up, like the, the best ones. The first one is for diesel only, but it's uh, apparently the best one for diesel. It's called TSD and you can sign up at myopenroads.com. It's completely free. And if you have a large tank like yours, mm-hmm. you can save up to $25 a t- every time you fill up your tank. That's not good for my truck. Wow. I know. That's a lot. That'd be cool, but my That's truck insane. is a gasser. So yeah, don't put diesel don't in it. it. <laughs> uh, BP Me Rewards is gas or diesel, and it's the only one that has a price match program. So you have to pay for that piece of it, the price match part. It's $1 a month, so $12 a year. And I'm not sure. I mean, I mean, hopefully you'd save more than $12 and make it worth it. But... Um, for just the rewards card, you save five cents a gallon if you spend a hundred dollars or more a month on gas. And does it matter where you go and for it, gas? Because we're creatures of habit, well, right? BP you have, sounds like a British BP, patrol. Yeah, yeah. So you have to spend a hundred dollars a month or more at BP in order to get the five cents a gallon off. I ha- I don't. Do you know where a BP gas station is here? Uh, I don't think I do. 
I don't, I mean, there's not one like in my route to work like, and back, but yeah. I've definitely seen them all over them. Central Texas. Don't they own other That's stations? I think that BP, so they, they do the refining and all that. And I think that they have some other brands that, so I, I'm going to look at this. Okay. Is BP it's, it's owned Exxon or something? Yeah. Something like that. No. Uh, Exxon is different. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's Exxon Mobil. What about Exxon? Exxon Mobil Rewards is a point-based system, three cents in points per gallon on fuel purchases, and then when you get stuff like car washes or get stuff at the at the gas station, mm-hmm. then you get points earned right. for that, too. Um, and if you're an AARP member with the Exxon Mobil Rewards, you automatically earn an extra one cent per gallon, and one cent per dollar if you buy stuff at the store. So, I mean, hmm. there's kind of like tiers with the Exxon Mobil one. I uh, wonder, do you get a specific card that you use? Yes, one of those fobs. That's actually, the only one I actually, I think they're cards, except for the Exxon Mobil rewards. It's an app on your phone and you can like beep, beep your phone. Okay on the gas pump and you don't have to pull out a card or anything, which actually made my ears perk up because I, <laughs> I hate getting my card out of my yeah. wallet and then like, and then, and then going and putting it back in before yeah. I go and like stop pumping gas. Like I feel like that's a lot of movement for me with my card in my hand. <laughs> I, I could drop it. <laughs> I, I feel oh like goodness. that's like the one time I'm going to lose it. Um, so no, I thought that I, I was really you cool. You lose it like three times a day. But I always hear those those horror stories and they tell you not to get back in your car when you're pumping gas. Because of because static the el- electricity. Static so electricity. Touch and, the outside of your car. And everything can like burst into flames it and you're like, it won't. What? It won't. No, yeah, so I think of it like this. I, I, I don't know. It's I go through so much windshield wiper fluid because I'm that guy <laughs> that when I'm when I'm filling up that tank, it's an opportunity to squeegee my windows so I don't get back in my car. You sque- but it makes your windows even dirtier than it was before because that water's all grody. You're doing it wrong. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> uh, no, I get I, back in my car. I don't every time. I don't have enough yeah, time to squeegee my windows. I have not blown up I was yet. Say, this <laughs> afternoon, you're going to be the Central Texas kaboom. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay, the last one. Boo boo. Yeah, the last one was the Flying J's reward program. Flying J is obviously like the truck stop. So this one is actually built with RVers and professional, you know, like truck drivers in mind Um, because they're all over the country. So you can can sign up for the My Rewards Plus app um, and you earn points when you fill up. You earn points when you go in the store and then you can use them which I thought was hilarious for like the truck drivers. You for can showers. use them for showers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which might hey. be really helpful if you're RVing as sure. well. Sure. Um, but yeah, you can well, also take, use it for gas or take for instance, you, you're, you're on your way back. You're a day out from home and you've already dumped your tanks, but you're going to have to overnight. You, you want to shower. Use your points to shower. <laughs> uh, you know, I actually showered a lot at truck stops when my husband was a truck driver. And oh, we yeah. were not married yet. And about 10% Once they of got them, married, she stopped showering. I, sh- I quit showering. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody mean, cared after that. You've already landed no. the fish. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, that's when everything goes to hell. But um, but I can tell you that only about 10 percent of them were tolerable. And that has changed. Truck stop right. showers are very nice for the most part now. Well, and it's places a competitive like Flying Jake, business. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Pilot, all of mm-hmm. those. They have nice showers. You know what I like about this is that if I'm doing a, one of my longer road trips, which, which our listeners go much further than I do. However, on my longer ones, the eight to 17 hour trips that I drive sometimes, this would actually make trip planning a little bit easier. If I'm going, I'm just going to use the the pilots and the flying J's. You can find those on the maps, on your GPS, on, yeah. on the app and all that. You can plan your trip a little bit better versus me because I will hawk eye every single sign. Every time I hit another town, I look down at my gas gauge and go, I'm filling up because because I'm doing it. I fill up so much on these long trips. If I have a half a take, I'm filling up. And I think that's a valid point. But I will tell you, and this is a a bit off subject, but a lot of RVers are weary of truck stops. I get a little bit leery about just not knowing where to go, where to pull in. You might get stuck somewhere. Particularly if you have a small rig. Yeah, it it feels like kind of foreign and where I'm supposed to be. And can I line up over here with the trucks or do I line up over there See, with the cars? I felt like Where that I when I started elementary it school. It just feels I started that odd. When I felt like that when I started middle school. I felt like that when I started high school. I felt like that when I started college. <laughs> I felt like that when I started Princess Craft. I feel like that every time I start going somewhere for the first time. Y'all, well, you're, skill, you're well seasoned, yeah. but I'm just telling you a lot of people avoid truck stops salt. Because, it, because it feels a little out of place. Sure. So. Sure. I don't know. For people know, who like to go new places, feel a little bit out of place at a truck stop once or twice and, right. you'll, and it'll become old hat. So we've talked about the discount programs, but what if the Exxon gas is always more expensive than the gas down the street? Why not just go down the street instead of go to Exxon to get the three cents you know, off a gallon? You still have the liberty to do that. Yeah, you so, can. so how, how do you know? What's the America's best thing America's a free country. Well, that's um, good. Gas buddy. So, Upside down and Waze are the three most popular gas-saving apps. So they'll basically just show you... Best prices around town. Best prices in your area. Yep. And that that first one, the BP Me Rewards, also has a price match program where basically they do the same thing. Like, Oh, yeah, that's cool. They will show you within so much distance around each Exxon station, what the gas prices are around. But of course, if you go to one of the other ones, then you don't get the reward. So a little bit of math involved, like, am I going to save more here? Or am I going to save more if I get my points? But I mean, come on. Well, (laughs) at some point you just got to, it's like everything else. Gas is something that if you're traveling, you're using it regularly and the savings add up. Right. It just adds Pennies up. add up, dollars add up. Absolutely. You know, um, being a T-Mobile customer, that means I, my cell phone does not work anywhere I camp. I didn't know about <laughs> this, though. It doesn't work anywhere I camp. AT&T and Verizon have much better coverage. But what across, does it mean, Clint? But it does mean on Tuesdays, on T-Mobile Tuesdays, there's a discount on gas. And it's pretty For significant. T-Mobile it's, customers. It can be 7 to 10 I know. Cents. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an you, So you have to like get like the T-Mobile app and yeah. sign up for it. And then do you pay right there, with the, 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 the app? app right there? Um, yeah. 
And then do you go to, do you have to go to a specific station? It, it pretty much, yes, they have, they have certain stations or certain brands that they work with. Um, and then you can, in a way, double up. Like uh, my brother-in-law oftentimes uses another app with this. So he has the T-Mobile app and he uses the, uh, I think it's the Murphy USA app or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he gets a discount from both. Now, the Murphy is a, becomes slightly decreased. It goes from like five cents to three cents or something like that. But he's still saving more that way. So, so are, are you going to put use, a link to the T-Mobile sure, app in the show notes? How do you use two apps? You know well, what? you just register I'll, one and then the other. Yeah. I'll talk to my brother-in-law to see how he does that because I'm not as sophisticated as he is. I want all the tricks on how to save money on gas. Yeah. So so maybe that's one thing. Find out what apps and programs you're enrolled in and see if you can actually stack them because it, some like, of them it works. Yeah, like double coupon day. Yeah. Only it's double coupon doesn't mean two different coupons. Yeah, it does. This time. This time. Okay. All right. So you could use an app and a gas program mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe the best thing to do then is to figure out which gas station you use regularly when you're not traveling Mm -hmm. and get their rewards program. And then if you're traveling, be sure you have a gas buddy or something else to find the cheapest locally. And then you can compare it to whatever your your app is that you use regularly. Because we all tend to use the same gas stations. Yeah, we do. You know, just because it's easy. I use the HEV grocery fill up station Mm -hmm. that is you know a half mile from my house every single time and that's one thing i've learned about certain regional grocery stores they may not have a program but for some reason they might have the cheaper gas (laughs) (laughs) without joining Hmm. a program you know that's been my case i can in my city heb always has the lowest price yeah for those of you who aren't in texas heb is the bomb I'm telling you, they do such great things. Uh, after I wonder that, if HEB has a gas app. You know, and, and then there's a lot of QTs popping up around me, and they also tend to be very competitive, and they offer ethanol-free gas, which for most of us don't matter because we have fuel-injected cars. However, uh, for small engines and two-strokes like your lawn equipment and all that, ethanol-free is the way to go to keep them running. Mm-hmm. So, huh? <laughs> just a little tidbit there for you. My lawnmower is electric. Boom! Fantastic. You use Good a lot of coal you. to cut your lawn. <laughs> <laughs> coal. Coal. Well, it sounds like for those people who want to do a little research, a little homework, mm-hmm. and a little strategy as you drive, you can save money buying gas. Mm-hmm. But for those of us who say, yeah, I didn't really get that far. Yeah, really not that guy. Is there anything else we can do? Yeah. If you if you're not saving money on the front end when you're putting the gasoline in your tank, then you might as well try to get as many miles as you can out of every drop in your tank. Right. So there's some things you can do to extend your range to get better efficiency. Ooh, ooh, I know one. What's that? Well, of course, have the right air pressure in your tires. That's right. I need to do that too, Michael. They roll better. And yeah. I have I have not on purpose necessarily tested this and mm-hmm. noticed, you know, the cold weather changes. So I have noticed a significant difference. I'm talking because our cars tell us what our average gas mileage is now. Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. talking two, two and a half miles per gallon more. That's a lot. 
Yeah. So uh, don't cars now, they all tell you if you have a low tire, can't you just wait? As long as your car doesn't tell you it has a low tire or something, aren't you good? No, because there's there's a range. I mean, most of them will be won't alert you until you're 10, 12, 15 pounds below, depending on. Ooh. And that makes a big difference. The, the thing is, a rounder, more rigid tire does roll better. That does not necessarily mean it's better for towing or hauling or traction. So you have to keep you have to balance your needs with together your need for fuel efficiency, but also your need to arrive safely. Balance those things and don't ever air them up above specifications from the tire manufacturer. All that aside, more air in your tire makes a tire that rolls better. Well, you have to check the tire pressure when it's cold. So do you have to like, excuse me, physically, I get all choked up talking about tires. It's it's exciting. (laughs) It's it's riveting stuff. It is riveting. Yeah. So do you have to go around and physically, you know, stick that thing on your tires all the way around just to check the tire pressure when you start out? Not today. Not if you get a TPMS system or your car actually has one that tells you the tire pressures. My vehicles tell me the actual pressure in the tire because it has built in from the factory TPMS. But there's, I mean, we sell them out here. You just change the cap on your valve stem and put the app on your phone. And there you go. You have a TPMS. It tells you the actual pressure in your tire. So I bet most people don't know if their car does that or not or how to get there. I'm sure most people know if their dashboard lights up when they're tire is yeah, low you, this, this also yes, matters but what to he's your saying too. what he's saying is you can't wait until it pops up and says it's low because that's really low right so you need right. if, but if people know whether their car is capable of that or not however if you have a trailer that's, most of the trailers don't have a tpms some of them do but you have to buy a little addition uh, but put but a tpms on your trailer but if let's say 35 PSI is what I need in my in my tires mm-hmm. and it doesn't alert me until it's 28. Yeah. Then I don't want to run at 30 or 32. I want to run at 35. So my what I'm saying, Lindsay, is can I look in my car and it says my exact tire pressure at that moment? Mine does. It depends on the vehicle. Some of them. Yes. Some of them. No. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. mine does that. So that's what I'm saying. Some well, people may not put, know. I mean, you got a new car, yeah, but to yeah, be fair, push yeah. some buttons and figure I it out. I can sit there and push all the buttons. It and probably it does. I've never looked. I know it's going to tell me if it gets really low. Right. I assume. It will. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. But, okay. But does it have a, one of the menus on your screen? That says you're at 33 right. or you're at 35 right. or you're at I oftentimes 30. drive with that up because I'm just watching my tire pressures change due to heat. Yeah, the it does change yeah. as you drive. So will the exact proper tire pressure in your trailer tires get you better gas mileage or just in your vehicle? Yeah, if your because trailer... Because that's the one that's going. If your trailer has more friction on the ground due to low pressure. It's harder to pull. It also is harder to drag. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But go by the manufacturer stats on that, you know, and people go back and forth on or if they pay attention to the tire manufacturer or, or the, the trailer sticker. Man, and they go in the, yeah, or the sticker and I I'm in the camp that airs on the side of the tire manufacturer for safety reasons, not necessarily and the trailer manufacturer will put a sticker on there for what tire they are shipping that thing out with. Well, that tire may have changed. You may have a different tire. And they also want it to ride a certain way. 
you know, so it may be a different number. When I'm pulling, I typically will air up to the tire specification because to me, that's the engineer that I want to pay attention to literally where the rubber meets the road. It's their rubber, you know? Well, regardless of how you look at tire pressure, yeah. we could have a very long conversation on that, but we you don't want it to get low. Right. So if you... I, if you don't have a TPMS system on it, it's real easy to just put those caps on Love there, mm-hmm. have the little thing or the app on your phone mm-hmm. where you can just see when you start out sure. if they're where you want them to be. Man, I right? would put these on my utility trailers and my farm trailers and equipment and all that. I mean, I'm forever airing up tires at the ranch. Right. It's it's annoying. If I could catch that beforehand. Uh huh. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Does it matter which tires you have? Yes. So So that's. That's a point. And it won't. This is not the biggest, most significant factor, but it matters some. So everything's adding up, right? Right. Different tire compounds do have more or less friction. So so not all tires are made with the same mixture of rubber. You know, you have more silica in one. You have, you know, more of this or that in the other. The more grippy the tire, which is usually for your high speed tires, you know, they tend to wear out faster, but they grip the road better. Well, that's more friction. So friction right, means right. Makes sense. a little bit more drag. However, your tires that are more stiff, they tend to get better mileage. You don't replace your tires as often, but they tend to roll better because they're harder compounds. So it's a trade-off. There's a little bit of safety with the grippier tires, and there's a little bit more mileage with the harder compounds. So a nice summer tire is going to probably get a little better gas mileage Oftentimes. than a big off-road knobby tire. Uh, yeah. But you know what? I say at that point, as long as you understand, pick the one that makes a difference right. to you. Because again, we are now talking about a matter of degrees, not $100 a day. Yeah. And and you know what? Again, my vantage point on that, safety. I like safety. Yeah. I, I like for people to enjoy the ride, enjoy yeah. the trip, and uh, you like the big knobby tires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just know it's gonna well, it's gonna were, take a piece. You were shopping for tires recently, and uh, and you were saying, "I want a what? What kind of tire was like your sticking point?" I wanted a quiet tire, and that's the compound. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I wanted a quiet tire, mm-hmm. uh, and I got it, and then I traded in my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it took laughs> then like I gave it away. 45 minutes. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. All right. Uh, the, one of the biggest things, I think, yeah. is speed. Yeah. I remember when all of a sudden we went from 75 miles an hour on the freeway, there was gas shortages, so everybody was slowed down to 55 miles an hour. And I grew up in the time of 55 miles. Yes. And and. Wow, it makes a difference. It does. And it's all about huge. It's all about wind drag, your your wind resistance. You know, honestly, this is probably the number one thing you can do to save money on gas. Right. Slow down a little bit. And and generally 60 or below and you're you're going to optimize what the the engineers of the transmission have kind of optimized for. You're going to take advantage of the engineering. Well, it just takes a lot of effort for you to keep an engine going yeah. at that bigger speed, Yeah, especially when you're towing. It really jumps. Uh, I know that we can uh, we can really make a huge difference 
uh, when we're towing our trailer by dropping from, say, 70 to 65. Right. Driving the right hand lane. 65. And, and be patient with yourself. Give yourself a little grace. Enjoy conversation and the, and the view and save a, quite a bit of mm-hmm. money. And maybe it also has something to do with how you drive. You know, some people have a heavy yeah. foot when they take off. That's that's where you just you're throwing dollars out the window. Acceleration is it. No well, matter what vehicle you're in. If you're an electric vehicle, you're dumping your your capacity. So aren't you doing that whether you have a trailer or not? Yeah, you're doing that in life. If you accelerate in life too hard, no wait, that's not how that <laughs> No <works>. wait. Wait, <laughs> time out. Stop. <laughs> No, no. Okay. <laughs> Lindsay's rolling her eyes. So accelerating Why gradually. Nice? And, uh, and, and this is something that young people in general, you know, we'd like to take off. I mean, and then I, I think that some of us get stuck in that mo- mode. So you know who takes off from every single stop. But this isn't just takeoff. It's also if you're rolling slow. Let's say you're you're coming out of uh, 35 and you know that you're going to a 75. This happens a lot coming out of small towns in Texas. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be going 85 by the time you hit that 75. You can still be. <laughs> you, know? you can gradually build up. To right. It. You don't need to get there just because the mm-hmm. speed limit changed. Mm-hmm. You know, I, a big amount of gas is probably spent passing somebody. Oh, because if yes. you're towing a trailer and somebody in front of you is going even slower than you are. Oh, t- passing while towing a trailer is. Ooh. Whoa. Yeah, I don't a like lot that. Oh, gas. You can almost see the gas needle move. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's scary, too. Um, you know what? Another thing is is a bit of your route planning. You know, the avoid high traffic areas and times. Because of all the slowdowns and stops, we just talked about accelerating from a dead standstill or even from a slow speed. That's where you lose the most value in your fuel. Okay, wait. So you're saying if you make a route that doesn't go through a city or have a whole bunch of stop signs or hit traffic, right now, then you don't. This is stop a balance. It's, it's like, are you doing straight through the business version of the highway? You know, I-35 business. More traffic lights, two, two lanes. But it's a shorter notes. distance. It's a shorter distance. But if you're rolling and you're maintaining and you're not having to start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, that's when it matters. But if it's like, to be honest, the toll road around Austin oftentimes is not necessarily saving because it's way. It, it does. It's a huge. And it's route. expensive. It's right. a toll road. Right. So there's that. Now, if that were a free stretch of road, not a toll, I think there are times that it still is not going to be more uh, more efficient because it goes way out of town. You know, I don't know. I think that uh, planning a route that takes your time uh-huh. so you're not in a hurry and maybe take some of the country roads, it's got to save you on gas if you're hitting a big city Much with of the a time. lot That's of That's why it's a bullet go. point on here. Yeah. Much of the time. And honestly, to be in that mindset, is is good for you what about okay when you're planning your trip Uh i can see how that makes sense but once you get going you know what about like uh what do they call it cruise control yeah i am not a big cruise control fan but do you at all or towing in general just not at all yeah 
I, I don't know why. I always seem to be in a situation where then somebody's in front of me going slower and I have to come off of it. I have to figure out which button to push to get it back up there. Yeah. I mean, is cruise control really saving you money? I think you're going to have debaters out there, but I think my leaning, and I think I've read some, but I can't guarantee you where I read it. I think if you're on a stretch that is going to be without stop starts and stops and slowdowns, it does actually help. But it's it's one of those things where you're talking about slowing down, speeding up, slowing down, modulating your speed. Mm-hmm. That can be, become problematic. And if if like you slow down and then it's trying to speed back up on cruise control, it wants to get to their fast. It's trying to get to that speed at the like really quickly yeah. so then you're just accelerating you're, really fast you're using your vehicle's computer to oh that's true because yeah. it but, goes yeah yeah it drops down a, a gear or many gears and and even going up a hill mm-hmm. yeah it drops down a gear and you're mm-hmm. like pushing because it's trying to keep you at, that, at that same speed right so you got to so, keep in mind the terrain like if you're heading west across texas and you're towing, well, once you hit that Where there's speed, not a single hill? Yeah. Once maybe you hit a that small speed, hill if you go over a tumbleweed. Click on that cruise control because this, your your transmission isn't likely to be shifting a whole lot. When cruise ah. control is shifting a whole lot, that's when I don't use cruise control. Because it's not saving you money at that point. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, why don't you just have a lighter trailer? Right, that makes sense to buy a smaller trailer. Yeah, but you know, leave people the, want what they heavy want. Kid at home. Yeah, leave the kids at home. Whoa. Yeah, Be- that's I mean, one for thing so you many could reasons. do. You don't have them. You don't have their stuff. You don't have their food. Yeah, and the trickier is again accelerating from a stop or from slow speeds. You're moving more mass. It just takes more. So the lighter your trailer, the better. Mm-hmm. So. If you can, pack less. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Don't haul a full tank of water. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah, because that can be, what, three, four, five hundred pounds? Yeah, yeah. That can be a lot of weight. Yeah, and it's hard to slow down, and it shifts your balance. Every time you, every, liquids are hard. It's Hauling liquids so are hard. so wet. <laughs> I heard this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, save gas. Mm-hmm. Dump the water, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, again, the deal with high speed is drag, but at any speed, drag is a problem. So if there's a way to reduce drag, you take your flag. So you have you follow a team, right? Whatever football team, hockey team, whatever. You have flags on what? your windows. I know it's Texas. You haven't heard of hockey. Field hockey. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about here. Flags this on your windows? Reducing, yeah, flags on your car. Oh, yeah, reducing drag. Take those things off. Because they're a drag. That's right. <sighs> Nobody cares about your school. <laughs> <laughs> Who has Take flags on their window? Off. Uh, a lot of people. Cowboy fans. Yeah. Where have you been driving lately? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I do want some of those like, like reindeer antlers and ears that you can put... Up that would look stick real cute your on your Miata. <laughs> Wouldn't that be yeah, awesome? And maybe eyelashes. And a little like red nose on the front. Yeah. That's all drag. Don't do it. I, hey. She's not <laughs> towing with it's her Miata. It's a Miata. <laughs> yeah. I get like 400 miles off my nine gallons. So. <laughs> it's true. I am. That's okay. <laughs> so I can, can I have reindeer ears? Reindeer antlers at Christmas? And a little more drag? Uh, 
Sure, sure. We'll allow it for festivity. All right. Purposes. Next uh, Christmas, I'm dressing up, folks. You know, something people don't consider, and it's this has to do on trip planning. When you travel, um, cold weather tends to re, uh, correlate with less <gasps> mileage. I'm sorry. Is yeah. your car going to be a drag queen? Because it's what? a drag. Drag. If you introduce more You're drag. You're getting more drag. Sorry, this all just oh. bounced around in my head. What were <laughs> you? What, back, okay. What were you saying? According to Energy.gov, <laughs> cold weather and winter driving conditions can significantly reduce fuel economy. I know I'm not going to read the whole thing. Why are you talking like that? Because because I'm a goofball. Are you a drag now too? No, that's. Not, <laughs> I don't think that's. I don't think that's a common voice. For, well, I don't know. So why Maybe does it, it reduce? <laughs> why are cars just less? Are the engines less efficient when it's cold? I believe that's the case. Uh, yeah, and that's and why they tell you are. to get gas when it's cold. You get like when you're pumping gas, you're supposed to pump gas early in the morning or late at night or in cold weather because then you you get more gas. Well, well, that's just because it evaporates, right? No, that's that's because it condenses. That's a weights and measures thing, you know, Ooh. like liquids condense. So wouldn't it be water. the same thing? Because when it's cold you don't use as you know. no no it's all right it's, do we that doesn't do we, affect it necessarily okay. do we ask the audience on this one some people i mean engineers will be like well if you install a cold air intake you get more air it, for the kaboom and your engine for combustion and all that but when it comes to actually in practice your big metal vehicle pushing through the air and the transmission working efficiently and all that colder weather correlates to lower gas mileage and it's because of the actual physical mechanics of the transmission, the engine, the oil flowing through it. And that's another thing. Use the right oil viscosity for the weather conditions that you're driving in. You know, a lot of this just sounds like do what you should do to take care of your vehicle. Yeah. Drive like a nice guy. Oh, yeah. And uh Find a find a rewards yeah. card. Yeah. I mean, honestly, is that yeah. the gist of it? Yeah. And and realize if you're sitting while your vehicle is running, you're just wasting. If it. it's just sitting there idling. And so, so many of our vehicles have these auto start mm-hmm. features and all that. And, and, and honestly, I love, hate them. I love, hate I them know, too. I know what it's doing and I appreciate it, but I hate the experience of the, the continuous going to sleep and starting up. It's not fun. <laughs> It's a little unnerving, isn't yeah. it? Because you're like, wait, mm-hmm. my engine stopped. Is it going to start? Wait, the light's green. Uh, and you have yeah. that kind of flash in your head before it starts going again. You know what affects your your engine's efficiency? Air conditioning and heating. Well, so you're saying you should not like, be blasting. I don't, my, my favorite thing to do is to blast the AC and roll down all my windows. <laughs> I know, I know. It's so that's, bougie. That's I know. The worst. I know, but I just, I really like how it feels. It's okay. always my favorite. There was a MythBusters episode, and I used to argue with my mom. She because she was like, "You're wasting gas by driving around with your windows down." I said, "I don't have my air conditioner on. I'm, I'm actually lugging my engine less mm-hmm. by having the wind whipping through my glorious back then teenage hair," and. Mm-hmm. It's and MythBusters actually kind of proved this that driving while not using your air conditioner with your windows down, you could actually go further than turning on the air conditioner and rolling your windows up. up. Yeah. Well, if I put my top down, I have to admit, 
I don't usually run the air conditioner because if it's if it's Texas super hot here, I don't put my top down because it's too hot. Yeah. I mean, you can't touch the steering wheel. It's just hot. Mm -hmm. But if it's cold, Mm -hmm. I'll put the top down and turn on the heater. Mm -hmm. Works all day long and it's spectacular. So I that may save gas. It does. But no. Yeah. Not doing it. Understood. This is all Not doing pick it. your poison, choose your own adventure. That's yeah, what all this is. But, you know, I, I feel like that is a grandpa thing to say, all right, you we're, heated, it's going to be seats? a little uncomfortable in here, uh, but we're going to save some gas by not running the air conditioner. I mean, oh, man. I have turned I the air conditioner people. off when I'm about to run out of gas. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I do that too. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm like, okay, in turn it off. Let's see cars, how far we can coast. In my little cars, both here and when I was traveling abroad and all uh-huh. that. I'd I'd turn it off just to get more power. Right. Like I can see it, that. It, it's like turn off the air conditioner. It's like having a turbocharger. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh uh, yeah. Um, so um, do you have heated seats in your mm-hmm. car? You do. Mm-hmm. Well, just put a snuggie on and turn on your heated seats. Drive you know, the window down. I, a lot of times where I'm at, I just don't happen to have a snuggie with me. Oh, so, getting you a snuggie. Uh oh. Leave it in your car. So I, I don't know. Where? It's just one of the things that I do when <laughs> I <seat>. enjoy it. <laughs> um, I have a trunk. Yeah, yeah. I I don't I don't know that uh, I have much more. You know, just some practical stuff. Well, how does your tummy feel? My tummy? Yeah. Like a bowl full of jelly. What? You started saying you had some gas, so. Oh, I'm kind of gurgly. <laughs> Now that the episode's over, we know how to make it all better. Yeah. How's yeah. your tummy feel? Um, like like the whole topic has been coated in Pepto Bismol or Mylanta. Mm, Mylanta. Pop pop fizz fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. That's not Mylanta. No, it's Alka Seltzer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I learned a few things. I am impressed about all the apps and the discounts out there. I don't there. think we scratched the surface. I think we hit, hit like they're out there. No, but I'm definitely, no. what have I been doing my whole life? I could have $117 in gas rewards right now. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? But I will tell you, isn't that the way of everything right now? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all buy online, right? Yeah. And everything you do online has some sort of a click here and get a 10% mm-hmm. off your first order. Mm-hmm. Be a member and you get X amount of discounts. I can't and then go they to a new you. website without getting a pop-up that says, no, I don't want to save 10% of my first order. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's like, what? You have to click the, I don't like saving money, but... <laughs> <laughs> but that's really the way of the world right now. And anytime that you buy anything on a regular basis, we probably should all invest in it. I just never realized what was available with gas. Yeah. And I, it's odd that we're doing this podcast. And last night I was blown away for the first time that we had a hundred and whatever it was in gas rewards. It's like a whole I mean, year wow. of gas for you. Well, it's definitely a month. Yeah. So very crazy, very yeah. crazy. I I'm going to try it. I'm going to put my dome piece on, as Lindsay says, mm-hmm. do some homework and see what works for me. Yeah. And we should talk about this in a later episode to see what we do. You know what I think you I am need? not going to turn my air conditioner down when it's hot outside. Yeah. I might not accelerate quite so quickly and I might go around the cities to try to save some stop yeah. and go past that. 
I honestly, gas savings cards and discount programs are probably my best bet. That's where to go. Yeah. What do you think? I think that that's, yeah, I think that's the modern way to do things. And all it's, right. And it's the way to go because they, because the company, the gas companies and all that, that's where they're going to put their most value for for the end user. They want your information. That's how they pay for it. They want your information. They can they resell you. They want you to come yeah. back. But that's where they're going to put the most value to you. I think right. that another thing that you might consider and just hear me out. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say no right off the bat. When you're, when you're traveling, you're not pulling with your truck. Uh, with your Miata. With my you Miata. Are, I am not. You no. are pulling with your truck. Mm-hmm. So when you get to the campsite, that's your big V8 engine. So if mm-hmm. you got to run into town and all that, you're using your V8 engine. Uh, I think what you should do is what I've gone ahead and done. It's how I save $5 a day up to $25 a week right now just coming to work. Do it. Get a motorcycle. That's right. It's, it's, <laughs> Put it in the back of the truck. Yeah. The difference between, I mean, and you can get a little, one of those Honda Trail motorcycles, the 125 or 175. Oh, they're so classy. Classy? Yeah, classy. Okay. I'm showing you later. That is probably not one of my gas saving things. And when you think about it. It'll pay for itself. Will it? Will it? Yes. Okay. Yes, I guarantee. All right. Because I'm going to ask the audience on this one. Y'all need to post on this as well, because I am getting fed a line of you know what right here, right now from Clint. Your your Ram, standard driving, not towing, gets what kind of gas mileage? Uh, No, but wait, how far away am I going to the store when I'm camping? I don't know. How far away are and you? And also, on? how often do you leave the campsite with just you and not you and okay. dad? That, okay. And I usually don't stop at the store unless I'm doing something else. You two else. would be such a cute couple on your matching Honda Trail. <laughs> then we would have to save enough gas to pay for two trail bikes. They get, on average, over 60 miles to the gallon. Next to your, what, 17 miles to gallon in your truck? Uh, okay. I am done with this, but thank you. What an interesting idea. Y'all can laugh about me on a trail bike. All right. All right, fine. I'm not even going to bring up the new batch of electric motorcycles that will do the same thing. You're right. Please don't. That's a whole nother episode. I might have an e-bike. Okay. You heard it here. Well, this was fun. Was it? Gassy. Yeah. Yeah. Not to toot my horn, but... Oh, my goodness. Can we stop? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Genetically speaking, I can't help myself. It's really not good for you to stop. <laughs> no, no. Just just air it out. Oh, man. Until next time. We are the RV Small Talk team, and PJ is fed up with Clint yet again. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Bye. Bye.